G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Boogie shoes might be the key to Erin Ratliff's 2022. She joins us now live from Adelaide. Hey, Erin, how are you? Hi, I'm good. How are you? You got You got boogie shoes on? <laughs> I hope so. Yeah. Well, I was just looking at your, your little uh, resume from 2021. You must have had your boogie shoes on a title three finals. It was a good year. Yeah, yeah. It was a really good year. A lot of breakout moments for me. So I was really, really proud of myself. Yeah. Well, when, you, when, when you look at breakout moments, because there was a while then when you were going to throw the towel on, what changed with Aaron Routliff and tennis? Um, I think it was a, it was a, an accumulation of a lot of things. I think probably mostly just the way that I looked at it. Um, I just was a lot more positive and just started having a lot more fun. And then I started to be a little bit more successful. So <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. it's an easy thing to say though, but a harder thing to do, Erin. I mean, do you like a lot of people uh, have a sports psychologist, have someone you can talk to, to try and get you through the hard moments and just get your focus back and, and aligned? Yeah, yeah, I do. I started working with one like two and a half years ago, I think. Um, and I was working with one throughout university, but then stopped for a little during my pro career. Um, but then I got another one. So yeah, it definitely helps a lot just to have an outlet, um, someone unbiased to talk you through a lot of that stuff. It's really been so helpful. How big is the release when you know suddenly and you see the result on court? Um, yeah, it's amazing. It's such a, such a great feeling every single time, you know, but you put in the work and then, you know, you see the, the results on the court. It's just like, it's, it's a feeling you can't really explain. Yeah. I mean, I, I, every, every, everyone is different. It's an individual feeling. Now I, I'm intrigued. Are you resigned <laughs> to playing doubles or does a single still a go for you? Um, so I play doubles almost fully now. Um, I, probably stopped playing singles like a year, year and a half ago. Okay. Um, but like I will sign for some tournaments and sometimes I'll get in and play. But yeah, I, I base my schedule off of my doubles. How tough is the doubles in the women's comp at the moment? Yeah, it's tough. Everyone's everyone's really, really good. No matter the ranking, no matter the age, anything like that. Everyone's really, really tough. So every match we go out there, you just got to, you know, be be prepared to be on your best. But but the key is having a regular partner. Now, you've had success with Leila Fernandez. You had a pretty good run at the US Open, if I'm correct. Yeah. Are you going to get back together for the Australian Open? Yes, yeah. We're playing the Australian Open together. What makes a good doubles pairing? Oh, so many things. I think, obviously, the game has to match up, like the game styles, but I think a lot of it has to do with personality as well. So she's really focused and really intense, and I'm more, like, lighthearted and having a lot of fun on the court. So I think we balance each other well, and we just have a really good time when we play. So I'm excited. <laughs> we played last week, and she got a little bit um, she got a little bit hurt in her single, so we had to withdraw, but we had a good win in our first round, and so I'm excited for Aussie Open to get back out there. That, that, that make, I'm intrigued because you're lighthearted, relaxed, have a bit of fun, and, and you're open with this intense individual. How does that work when, <laughs> when they're so intense, you look at them going, yeah, whatever? <laughs> no, no, I would never say whatever. I think if I said whatever to any of my partners, they would freak out. <laughs> I just like to, you know, I like to be smiling and enjoying it. Um, and I think that that makes a lot of people play their best tennis. So. Do, you, do you think that's the key? Because competition is so tough and, and, and being on tour is such a grind. 
Yeah, I mean, of course. I mean, obviously, at the intense moments, I get super focused, and I'm always focused on the core and um, determined. And you know, I get as upset as anyone else, of course, when I make a mistake or anything like that. But I think it is a key that I have learned over the years of playing, for sure. Alicia Rosolska, I believe, is your partner for the quarterfinals and in, in this Adelaide International. Uh, what do you make of your opponents? Um, I don't know them that well. I haven't. I don't think I've played either of them before. But my partner. Um, Alicia is Polish and one of the girls we play is also Polish so I think she knows her quite well has been playing with her for a long time so I think I'll go to her for the game plan for the match later but I'm excited Is she intense or is she like you a little bit more laid back? She's Polish She's Polish She must be intense Yeah she's pretty intense I think most people are pretty intense I mean I'm intense too but just in a different way I like to think Hey, the one thing that I love about Double Sense was the rule change. You go to the super tie breaks. But you mentioned in the press not so long ago that the conversion of the super tie breaks has been an issue. Um, I mean, I think, yeah, I, I, had a, I had a tough, you know, I think the thing is you just got to realize everyone loses a bunch of those in, the, in their career. So they have to, um, like, you just have to kind of move on with it every time. Like, I guess the year that I had a bunch of them, I pro- I think I let it get to me a little bit too much. So now I'm better at, you know, you can't be that, you can't, it's hard to be that upset when you lose, like, by, like, one or two points. We're living in, we're living in a crazy world right now. You know what we're talking about, this COVID world that we live in. How does it affect your day-to-day routine? Um, yeah, it's changed a lot. I mean, when we're traveling, we always have to figure out what the rules for every, you know, state or province or country that we're going to to travel when it comes to like testing and vaccinations and all that stuff. Um, as far as like day to day, it's not too bad. It's not like too different. Um, just, you know, masks everywhere. And uh, we just be extra careful. You know, there's not much venturing out right now, especially with this variant with a lot of cases. So haven't been really anywhere except for the hotel and the courts. But honestly, that's what we do anyway. So it's not that big of a deal. <laughs> well, it's probably really good for mentally too, because you can get out and you can you, know, you can just blow, blow the weeds out, right? Hitting, hitting a ball, because if you're frustrated, nothing better than hitting a ball. <laughs> That's true. I never thought of it like that. Yeah, I'll think of that next time. <laughs> um, let, let's talk about uh, we, there's a new there's a new Davis Cup captain who we spoke to yesterday, uh, Kelly Evenden, legend of the '80s. Would you remember Kelly Evenden at all? Does it ring a bell with you? Um, no, okay. no, I don't know him. Oh, that's so. that's fine. But he said something that I was quite fascinated with, and he said losing is a really important part of the game to learn. Do you agree with that? Totally. Yeah. It's kind of like what I said about the 10 point tiebreakers, you know, like every time, every, every player is going to have a lot of those losses. And it's like what you do with the loss is what makes you into the player you are. So I definitely agree with that. It's a great, it's a great quote. How much locker room talk is there about the Novak Djokovic situation? <laughs> There's a decent amount. <laughs> would you, would you be? It's a, it's a wild situation. Well, okay. Would you be, do you have an opinion on it? Um, not particularly. I think that, you know, he's known for a while what he had to do to get into Australia, and that was to get vaccinated. So I think to make all of this easier, he should have just get, gotten vaccinated and come on over. But, um, you know, I think eventually everyone has to get vaccinated. I think unless you have a really extenuating circumstance, then you should be vaccinated. So I think that that's my opinion. <laughs> uh, I'm friends with a lot of tennis players, and I, and I sometimes wonder, when, when you're not at, shall we say, the Djokovic level, and, and I use that term, the grind, 
what drives you to be part of that grind week in, week out on the tour? Because not a lot of people know that the, a lot of the money is being made by a very small percentage of tennis players out there on both tours. Yeah, um, I think it's just, you know, I sometimes the lifestyle is really, really hard, but sometimes I really, really love it. Like getting to see all these new countries, all these new places. I'm with a bunch of my closest friends every single week. Um, yeah, I'd say it's just like finding like the finding the pleasure in it. You know, there's just got to find the things that make you happy on, when you're on tour and then stick with those and try to avoid the things that you don't like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because when you were when you were sort of toying with the idea of not playing again, did you have to sit down and think, OK, what's next? What is plan B? Do you have a plan B? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's kind of in my head. It was in my head a lot more when I was thinking of stopping tennis. Um, you know, I went to university, so I have a university degree, so that's helpful. There's some people out there that don't. They never went to school. They've just been playing on tour um, the, their whole life. So, I mean, that's that's a good backup for me to know that I have that and I can use that. Um, I'd like to think that I guess I could go out there and get a real job if I was to quit tennis. So I guess we'll see, but hopefully I'm not going to be doing that for a few years. <laughs> yeah, you know, they know and, and we wish the same thing. What is the degree in, may I ask? Um, public relations. Oh, okay. Easy peasy. Key. Yeah. Into PR, yeah. into PR straight away. I mean, not yeah, exactly. Not a, not a drama <laughs> whatsoever for Aaron Ratliff. Uh, Michael Venus, mixed doubles. What thoughts on that? Is that going to happen? Um, it just depends on the cut. Obviously, his ranking is um, really high. So if he has to switch to get in with someone else, then obviously he's going to do that. So it just depends. I think the cut. Um, it changes every few years. So if I'm lucky, the cut will be, you know, seven year below, then we'll be able to play. And if it's a little higher, then he'll have to switch and play with someone else. So I'm hoping that we can get in. That would be really fun and exciting. Uh, and now you see, you took the words right out of my mouth because you two look like fun people. He's Mike's, Mike's a pretty laid back sort of dude, isn't he? Yeah, I don't. I honestly don't know him that well. I've obviously met him a few times and chatted, but um, yeah, I would be really excited to to go out there and do that. Raises an interesting question: partnering up with someone you've never played with before. How hard is it, and how quickly must you adjust? Yeah, it's something um, that is you know I've learned while playing on the tour. You know, we play. I play with people that I've never played with all the time, and you just got to learn like what they like, what they don't like. You know, what game style. If your game style is like adjustable, what what they do better with stuff like that so it is it's just something that i've gotten used to and it's i find it exciting because you have to like learn you know someone else's personality in their game and all that stuff so it would be it'd, it'd be good aaron ratliff sounds really happy right now <laughs> that's good that's good quality <laughs> <laughs> well that's the vibe you're giving me girlfriend so i'm just trying to make you feel good you've got a you've got a quarter final at what 6 30 tonight in adelaide yeah, the girl we play in um, doubles play, has singles quite late, so it might be a little bit later than that. But yeah, we're gonna have a late match, but it'll be good because um, it won't be that hot. <laughs> oh, okay. well, how hot? How hot is it over there at the moment? Oh, it's it's gonna get up to thirty-eight today, so it's scorching. All I can say is stuff that for a joke. <laughs> Aaron, it is so good to talk to you. I am so happy that you, you, you've found your pathway and that you're getting success on the court. We only wish you the best. And again, uh, the best of luck for the first Grand Slam of the year as well. Thanks so much. And thanks so much for having me. You are more than welcome. Aaron Routliff, uh, represents New Zealand in tennis.